0: The combined net worth of the 160 wealthiest Americans now stands at $2.051 trillion. That's an increase of $312 billion just since January 1, 2017. How'd you do last year? Welcome to another episode of Love and War, the podcast in which the irresistible force overcomes the immovable object. I'm your host, Lee Ballinger. I'm an author, poet, and producer based in Los Angeles. If you want to know more, check out my bio on Facebook, L-E-E-B-A-L-L-I-N-G-E-R. You can hit me up at rockrap at AOL.com, R-O-C-K-R-A-P, or on Facebook. We only give assistance to patients without coverage. I'm sorry, I can't help you. Have you tried Medicaid? No, you don't qualify. My son is dying. I'm broke. If I don't qualify, who the hell does? In the run up to and in the wake of the congressional vote for Trump Care in the spring of 2017, a wave of town hall meetings took place across the United States. These town halls, although mostly held in small towns, were generally large up to 2,000 people, and filled with anger over reductions in health care. Republican lawmakers were grilled by audiences wanting an expansion of health care. In many instances, people demanded a shift to a single-payer health care system. These audiences tended to be people who voted for Trump. They were older, white, and Republican. Here is a partial list of town halls, to give the flavor of what time it is in this country, to show the objectivity of the movement for survival and the morality bubbling just underneath it, a society which cares for us all. The American people want and need health care and it is being taken away from them. This is a formula for a path to a very different world, a revolution of the majority. A 2017 Quinnipiac poll showed that only 17% of Americans are in favor of Trump care. In 2018, with more people sick and dying due simply to the fact that health care is being deliberately withheld from them, that approval number has undoubtedly shrunk even further. Cities where town halls were held included Fairbanks, Alaska, Pittsburgh, North Carolina, Roseville, California, Dubuque, Iowa, Lewiston, Idaho, Biloxi, Mississippi, St. Joseph, Michigan, Annville, Pennsylvania, Baker City, Oregon, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Lima, Ohio. There were nine town halls in Alabama, 12 in Kentucky, and 18 in Indiana. Blue state, red state, Democrat, Republican, who cares? If you know someone who voted for Trump, ask them if they believe everyone should have access to health care. If they say yes... Shake their hand and get to work. So he goes out and try to find a partner, but all it finds are users. All it finds are snakes in every color, every nationality and sight. The late great Prince returned to us on February 4th via hologram during the Super Bowl halftime show. Twenty years ago, in an interview with USA Today, Prince said, In Mozart's time, word of mouth built an audience. People found him and heard him play. Then someone came along and said, We can sell this experience. Right there, you've got trouble. Music comes from the spirit. But where does the guy selling music come from? Paperback I have a new book out called Love and War, My First 30 Years of Writing. You can download a copy absolutely free at loveandwarbook.com. That's loveandwarbook.com. Let me know what you think of it. All across the United States, hidden by the relentless cynicism of a corrupt media machine, people are uniting to help others. In fact, Over 60 million Americans each year donate time to worthy causes. Let's look at a few. In Grant Township, Pennsylvania, the local Board of Supervisors passed a Community Bill of Rights Ordinance, which, among many other things, bans fracking injection wells in the township. Injection wells, which involve the high-pressure underground dumping of millions of gallons of frack wastewater, which contains toxins, carcinogens, and other chemicals, cause earthquakes and contaminate drinking water. In El Cajon, California, a suburb of San Diego near the Mexican border, local folks have been feeding the homeless for some time in local parks. In Arizona, the group No More Deaths has been leaving bottles of water out in the desert to help immigrants crossing in the United States stay alive. All of these folks should have been called to the White House to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom. What actually happened? Well, in Pennsylvania, lawyers for Grant Township were fined $52,000 by a federal district court for violating the constitutional rights of Pennsylvania General Energy, which claims it has a constitutional right to frack in Grant Township, even if the people who actually live there have passed a law against it. In El Cajon, the city government passed a law making it a crime to feed the homeless. Several people were recently arrested for feeding their fellow human beings. In Arizona, where the Border Patrol routinely kicks over bottles of water left for those dying of thirst in the desert, Scott Warren of No More Deaths was arrested in January for felony alien smuggling. What Warren actually did was to leave food and water out for people traveling from Mexico. These are only three of countless examples of the growing disconnect between our corporate-dominated government and the needs of the vast majority of the American people. What can we do about it? Let's take a page from the Declaration of Independence, a document even more urgently relevant today than it was when it was written over 200 years ago. It goes like this. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, Laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Don't mind them tears; that's one of her tricks. Five fifties bid, and who'll say six? She's healthy and strong and well equipped. Make a fine lady's maid when she's properly whipped. Bid a in. six, six fifty. Don't be slow. Seven is the bid. Gonna let her go. At seven, she's going, going, gone. Bring the next one on. in, get in, in. A good friend of mine recently visited Haiti. This got me to thinking about why the poverty in Haiti is so severe and intractable. The answers are provided by Stephen Stall in his new book, Ramp Hollow. Consider Haiti. Once slaves freed themselves and took over the island, Their French tormentors threatened to invade with a massive force if the struggling society did not pay for its freedom. France wanted an amount equal to all former plantation property, including the lost value of the people themselves. France enforced this indemnity between 1825 and 2010, declaring it void only after an earthquake killed thousands in Port-au-Prince. The total amount charged against the country would be worth somewhere between $20 billion and $40 billion today. It sapped Haiti's national income and stifled its development. It might seem that poverty-stricken Haiti has nothing in common with the wealthy United States of America. Let's examine that. In 2008-2009, the U.S. government gave the banks a $13 trillion bailout, which allowed the banks to continue to push countless people into the streets through foreclosure. At this moment in Los Angeles alone, there are 1,400 homeless encampments. They bear a striking resemblance to the poorest neighborhoods in Haiti. Give us back our $13 trillion or give us back our homes. Speak for the world. Let's finish up with the quote of the week, this time from David Byrne, speaking about his new album, American Utopia. These songs don't describe an imaginary or possibly impossible place, but rather attempt to depict the world we live in now. Many of us, I suspect, are not satisfied with that world, the world we have made for ourselves. We look around and we ask ourselves, well, does it have to be like this? Is there another way? These songs are about that looking and that asking. That's it for now. If you see me on the street, smile back. Together we